0: Hey, I'm Deepshukha Sairam, and you listening to Haru to Woman. Buck the system, live your truth. I believe that there is no one-way Haru Woman and that every woman can and should decide what that means to her. We live in a broken patriarchal culture that has created systems and laws that have kept us chained to it for so long. It was created to keep us small. It has always told us how to live a life, how to love how much money we can make and even define our worth. And it's time to change that. It's time to redefine that. And many have. But I know that for every phenomenal woman that has stood up to patriarchy and broken the chains to live her truth, there are thousands of our sisters who are still very much chained. This podcast is for them. This is for each one of you who wants to redefine and rewrite How to woman. And I hope that the stories we tell here inspire you and give you courage so that you can buck the system and live your truth. Grab rosé, it's officially Wednesday, and today we smash the patriarchy. Be sure to wear your headphones because this podcast is 100% uncensored. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back. And if you are tuning in for the first time, then I am so excited that you are listening to How to Woman, Buck the System, Live Your Truth. Now, before I tell you what today's episode is going to be all about, I wanted to take a moment to thank all of you who tuned in for the first episode and shared it on Instagram and Facebook and with your family and friends. I am so thankful for you all and I absolutely love seeing your shares, so keep doing it. For today's episode, I am bringing in a very special and our very first guest, Dr. Valerie Rain, author of the book Patriarchy Stress Disorder. I found her book last winter and I was totally amazed and in awe of all the things that I learned from reading that book. And I had to bring in her as our very first guest because I believe that before we even begin to smash the patriarchy, we need to understand what are the effects of the patriarchy. And that's what Dr. Valerie Rain is here to tell us. Dr. Valerie Rain has discovered Patriarchy Stress Disorder PSD and created the only science-backed system for helping women achieve their ultimate success, happiness, and fulfillment by healing the intergenerational trauma of oppression. She holds an EDM in psychological counseling from Columbia University and PhD in psychology from the Institute of Transpersonal Psychology. Her best-selling book, Patriarchy Stress Disorder, The Invisible Inner Barrier to Women's Happiness and Fulfillment, has been heralded by Amazon reviewers as the most important body of literary work of our modern times and perhaps the most important book of the century for women. Her cutting-edge programs have helped thousands of women shift from survival to thriving and master the game of how good can it get, In their work and personal lives. I am sure that you are absolutely gonna love this episode. So let's dive right in. Hey, Dr. Valerie, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast today. Deepshika, this is
1: such a delight. I'm so happy about this show, about you taking this vision into reality. And I'm honored to be a guest.
0: Oh my God. I have to tell you, I am so excited. I don't think I've slept in two days just thinking about this conversation because um, I'm going to give a little bit of a background to the listeners here. I have read your book three times. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and um, it came to me. So, you know, I am um, all about being transparent inside the show and I'm all about like telling the actual story of what it is. But um, last fall, around the same time, I was in a breathwork session, which for our listeners is kind of like a modality to go into deep meditative state. And I was in a vision where I just kept hearing the words patriarchy, patriarchy, patriarchy. Mm-hmm. And soon after that, I came across your book, which absolutely changed my life and led me to do things that I never thought that I will. So again, very excited for our conversation. What are those things? I'm curious. (laughs) We'll definitely talk about it. But so for our listeners, what is patriarchy stress disorder?
1: Hmm. PSD is uh, the trauma of oppression that lives in our DNA that is genetically transmitted and creates an invisible in in the barrier to women's fullest authentic self-expression and as a result to our fullest happiness and fulfillment.
0: Mm, I love that. And in in the book, uh, Dr. Valerie, you define, you actually redefine trauma. And in this podcast, we are all about redefining how do women? Um, Mm. Because a lot of women go around, me included, thinking that I didn't have trauma, I didn't have, did you have anything like that in your life?
1: Oh, absolutely. I spent years of my life trying to fix what wasn't broken, trying to fix myself. Years in therapy, um, reading heaps of self-help books, taking all the workshops and seminars and personal development programs I could get my hands on. And um, the issue was that there was no conversation about trauma. I mm-hmm. have two graduate degrees in psychology. Mm-hmm. You would have thought uh, they would have taught us something that is so pivotal, that is so life changing. And yet, the definition of trauma that they continue teaching in conventional patriarchal structures mm-hmm. it has to do with a life threatening experience. Mm-hmm. And that creates such. Um, dire misinformation mm-hmm. that literally costs people lives lives being underlived under fulfilled lives so so many hours and years spent in therapy and taking medication trying to fix what's not broken and when we redefine trauma and acknowledge that trauma is part of the human experience if you're human you have trauma It Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you're broken. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that something's wrong with you. It means that we place a correct diagnosis on the issue. That means we can actually heal the issue. We can actually solve it. Yeah. And so my definition of trauma that I've come to based on my years of my personal journey and this research and working with clients is trauma is any experience that made us feel unsafe in our fullest authentic expression, Mm. unsafe physically or emotionally, Mm -hmm. and led to creating trauma adaptations to keep us safe. Mm -hmm. And we can talk more about what those trauma adaptations are, what they mean, but in essence, anything that made us feel unsafe physically or emotionally in our fullest authentic expression, that changes everything, right? When you scan through your experiences, like, wait, when have I ever felt completely safe in my fullest authentic expression? Are you kidding me? And the truth is most Uh, or the bulk of our traumatic experiences are genetically transmitted. So Mm. we're already born not feeling fully safe in our authentic expression. Mm -hmm. And then our personal experiences add to that picture.
0: Yes, yes. And I love that you talk about that in the book. First of all, just... Just reading that definition of trauma, so you ask me, How has your life changed? What have you done? Just reading that definition that anything that made me unsafe, that made me feel unsafe, is trauma, that just helped me feel so understood and seen that oh my god yes yes absolutely because there's so many women that I know I work with they go around and they say that no my life was perfect my childhood yeah. was perfect but I I yeah. don't have trauma but yet and you talk about this in a book that they keep asking the question what's wrong with me? Yeah do, do yeah. you recall anything, and I know you talked about it, that in the book, anything from your experience in your life that, that led you to write this book?
1: Absolutely. That was the question that led me to write the book, Deepshika. What's wrong with me? That question defined my whole life since I was a little girl. Yeah, And I kept getting these messages, don't, don't be so loud. You laugh too loud. People are going to like this. Mm-hmm. Don't be so smart. No one would want to marry you. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, It was just such a narrow line to walk, which, of course, I didn't realize at the time had anything to do with anything but me. So, of course, I kept thinking, okay, something is wrong with me. I just am not fitting in, not failing, constantly failing to walk that narrow line. So, of course, I went on to study psychology. What else would I study to figure (laughs) out what's wrong with me? And psychology (laughs) is really good for that. (laughs) So, two graduate degrees later, and law. Lots of uh, years in therapy with different therapists unfortunately had me convinced more and more that something was indeed uh, profoundly wrong with me because um, despite all these efforts on on a deep core level, although I was achieving in the outer world on on the inside I was still struggling with anxiety I was still struggling with addiction I was still not fully you no, know, content. I was not at ease in my own skin. And um a big part of my addiction was work. That was my um that became over time my number one drug of choice. And the pivotal moment that led to discovering PSD had to do with really being at Um, At the top, I guess, at the top of what I set out to accomplish, I uh, had my thriving private practice in New York. I had a beautiful family, a beautiful home. I was doing the work I loved. What else, right? What else could I possibly want? And then one day I was on the phone with a client when I noticed that I was smiling only with the right side of my face Mm -hmm. and the left side of my face just hung in there as did my left arm, and I ended up in the emergency room with symptoms of a stroke, which thankfully, the official diagnosis was, quote-unquote, just stress. Mm -hmm. Just stress, and that relieved me, of course, and also puzzled me to no end because I have. Actually, did not feel stressed. My life was good. If you had asked me, dipshika Valerie, are you happy? I would have said, "Of course." Are you yes. kidding me? Yeah. I have everything. Everything I ever wanted. I worked so hard for. I'm so blessed. I'm so happy. And again, that story of like, and by the way, my childhood was good, and my life was good, and everything <laughs> is great. Yeah. And and yet that episode ending up in the ER with symptoms of a stroke that turned out to be just stress was also unavoidable and inconvenient um, truth. That was a very inconvenient truth. Mm-hmm. And when that blanket, that security blanket of stress and workaholism started slipping underneath that, that question of what's wrong with me mm-hmm. was alive and well and as painful as ever and even more so now that I have done everything I knew how to do to quote-unquote fix myself yeah and uh, so I was at the point of at a very despairing point and thankfully thankfully I had my own clients to look up to to look up to for hope, because they actually were shifting out of that numbness and stepping into the fullness of their lives. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I got curious about what was it that I was doing for them that I wasn't doing for me? Mm -hmm. And the answer was that with all of my clients, I was using trauma healing tools, mind-body trauma healing tools, Mm -hmm. even though... For the majority of my clients, that same story was true. Uh, Normal, quote-unquote, normal childhood, quote-unquote, normal life, no life-threatening experiences. And yet, every one of them showed that telltale symptom of trauma, which Mm -hmm. is disconnection from parts of ourselves, disconnection from our vitality, from parts of our body, from our authentic desires, Mm -hmm. from our ability to really be fully present in our body in our lives in our relationships and follow our authentic desires. And of course, in my case, I couldn't I wasn't the last person to see it in me. I didn't think I had trauma until literally half of my body went offline to signal hello, the disconnection. Mm. And that was what brought me to the question of could there be some kind of trauma that we're overlooking, mm-hmm. we are not see, and yet everybody has it? And at the time, research was coming out showing that traumatic experiences are genetically transmitted. The yes. recent discoveries in the field of epigenetics, and that was my light bulb moment. Okay. Women have been oppressed for thousands of years, Mm -hmm. not having ownership of our bodies, not being able to love who we love, having no say about what happens to us at all whatsoever, not being able to make our own money or be acknowledged for who we are as whole human beings. Is that traumatic? I think so. I yes. think it's deeply traumatic. <laughs> deeply. And that is the trauma, right? That our mothers and grandmothers and great-grandmothers, et cetera, down our whole lineages have been carrying down to us. And so here we are, Deepshika, you and I and our listeners, here we are in the world of opportunity where we can show up and play big and and love who we love and create the lives that we want to create, but something is holding us back. And again, the question, what's wrong with me? Why am I holding myself back? Why am I getting in my own way? And the answer is it is not you. Yeah. It is not you. There is nothing wrong with you. And what is holding you back is that intergenerational trauma mm-hmm. is de-signaling to the system that is not it's not safe to be visible, to be powerful, to own your own body, to love your own body, to love yourself, to own your brilliance, to have your own money, because it's never been safe or even possible for women. And so here we are. This is this is a disc- Discovery that changed my life dramatically. It has led to profound changes for um, our clients, who are all women on this journey of not settling for the, the 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 breadcrumbs of the patriarchal table, but really on on the quest for their fullest authentic expression in everything they do, in their yeah. love life, in their business, in in their work in the world, and. And that, that is the diagnosis that points to the problem and the problem is not them. And so it makes the solution possible.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, like you said, you said it like so much. Oh, and, uh, you know, while you were talking, I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what I wanted to say. And that's exactly what I totally believe in too. Um, and just, you know, unpacking this all and just, you know, reiterating what you said that on paper, your life was perfect. You had a thriving practice, you had a beautiful family, you had a house. And honestly, I so relate to that because I was like that three years ago. -hmm. On paper, I had a beautiful house, a comfortable, you know, a living situation. We were we were dining, we were whining. I had everything that I could possibly want. I had a beautiful (sighs) family, but inside that question of what is wrong with me, what is that thing that is missing that just kept Mm. coming up again and again and again. Um, And I love that you you know talked about that incident where um, you know your body was half your body. Body started drooping yeah. and you, it was almost paralyzing uh, for you and mm-hmm. it was said that it's just stress yeah. and inside the book you talk about um, this quote and I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, actually um, read it it says they used to burn us at the stake now they give us the torch Mm-hmm. i just oh love that and you also followed up your incident saying that after that er incident you went back to work and you said <laughs> that was the status quo if i wasn't dead i was working and that's <laughs> and that's the i i really want to talk about this because this is what is psd this is the effects yes. of psd so can you talk a little bit more about what it means they used to burn us at the at the stake and now they give us the torch.
1: Ooh, yeah that that reality that it used to be physically life-threatening for a woman to show her power. Mm-hmm. It was physically life-threatening, and we carry that trauma. Yeah And now we have the opportunity, technically to be safe in the world while being in our power. But our nervous system still interprets the opportunity to be in our power as mortal danger. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that again, because it is hugely important. And that is the reason why we have Women just burning out left and right, suffering from adrenal fatigue and autoimmune and so many other issues around uh, periods and perimenopause and menopause Mm -hmm. um, that uh, have become accepted as the norm just go to the doctor and get get your prescription or whatever but it is not the norm it is all an expression of the nervous system constantly being in hypervigilance and overdrive because Mm -hmm. the nervous system perceives us being in our power as mortal danger Mm -hmm. be it our financial power be it our visibility in the world and even personal happiness that defies patriarchal standards. Yeah. Because the patriarchal standards for a woman's happiness are a sorrow, a very sorry tale.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I, um, you know, this reminds me of my mom who um, was a hard worker and her standard line was that I will only rest the day I die. And that was oh actually my. true. And oh actually, and when, I, when I look back at that, I can see the effects of PSD in her and no mm. wonder that I got that trauma as well. Um, yeah. You also talked about, you know, how, when we ask us that question, what's wrong with me, we actually kind of almost put an ointment on ourselves and then there's addiction. And for some people, it's not the, the addiction of alcohol for some, mm-hmm. there is, but it's also social media or shopping. Mm-hmm. Shopping was for me, I was totally addicted to shopping. Mm-hmm. And why does that happen? And I, I believe that majority of women who are listening to this, they might be able to identify with those kind of addiction, you know? Um, um, gossiping or social media, excessive shopping, or, um, even, you know, drinking for some, uh, why, why does that happen? Why, why people do that?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a great question. Um, yeah. Drinking food is a big one. Mm-hmm. Exercise. Yes. And yes. It, it's amazing how the same things mm-hmm. that are actually like great things, um, i mean great things that give us nourishment and mm-hmm. give us and give us fun like food and like shopping can be fun yes. and, and drinking can be fun you know it's 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 all of those things that we either can use for pleasure Mm -hmm. or we can use for numbing Mm -hmm. and that is a key distinction here and knowing which is which and and only you know so there is no judgment at all in in what i'm sharing here
0: Mm -hmm. it's a
1: call for awareness oh hey is is i'm what is driving me right now? Am I doing this because it is genuinely in my pleasure and it's enhancing my life, making my life better? Mm-hmm. Or is this for numbing? And there is no judgment either way. Yes. So what we use for numbing is also helping us survive because um, if we don't have the skills otherwise. To bring our nervous system to a state of relaxation, mm-hmm. to a state of equanimity, remember the nervous system is is in constant overdrive for high achieving women, mm-hmm. women who are stepping in their power. The nervous system is constantly on. And so I'm hearing from my clients all the time. I just can't relax. I just can't wind down at the end of the day mm-hmm. um, w- without, without wine, without a pill, without Netflix, whatever that, that is, mm-hmm. shopping. And it's not our fault. This is not some kind of a character flaw. This is a signal. Oh, wait. So my nervous system needs the breaks, and, and there are no breaks. There are no breaks built in. And so we kind of pull on the emergency brake Mm -hmm. with, um, those numbing mechanisms. And, uh, I, I never teach my students or clients to, okay, you gotta, you you gotta stop, you gotta stop, um, using food for numbing. You gotta stop using alcohol. You gotta stop shopping for numbing and, Instead, <laughs> I teach them the tools to bring their nervous system into balance. And voila, magic. Mm-hmm. These things begin to fall off. I just, uh, I was just in the Facebook group for our program, The Thriving Circle mm-hmm. and a woman, and we just started, literally, this is just going into our second week. So things mm-hmm. are shifting so fast for women. And this woman was sharing that, although she was hugely, hugely activated, some big thing is going on in her life, some big disappointment. Mm-hmm. And Normally, she would have totally numbed out with shopping. She already loaded up her shopping carts online, you know, like this store and that store skin hair and clothes, things that are supposed to like make her feel better. But she was able to be with her feelings and emotions and stay in her body and look at this with compassion and then click delete and close the laptop. And she didn't buy a single thing, which is so brilliant and so beautiful and it's not there's nothing against shopping but again is this for your greatest good is this for your true exquisite pleasure is this contributing to the game that i call how good can it get or is is this a survival game which means like how much can i bear and and my shopping cart will provide a temporary relief but then it will put me deeper into a shame spiral because it will drain my financial sources. It will clutter my house and um, add to the waste, whatever, right? It it It's actually something that undercuts us um, in the long run. So I hope this is helpful, right? No judgment. The key, no key points here, right? That it's not our fault. No judgment and information, yeah? If this is coming up, that means there is, Uh, We need to attend to the nervous system and
0: then things shift. Hey, Deep here. I just wanted to take a quick break and thank you for tuning in. I love making this podcast for you and I hope you love listening. If you do, the best way to show it is, yep, you guessed it, reviews, 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 especially on Apple Podcasts. Help us get these stories out to as many women as possible. So if you are enjoying the show, let us know. Thanks again. All right, back to the show. Yeah, I love that. And I can relate to it so much. And, um, you know, while while you were giving the example of your client, because I was like that. I, and in fact, you know, and again, there's no judgment um, if, shopping or excessive exercise or, you know, eating or drinking. We all do all of those things. I love yep. eating and drinking. But the question I think is that are you using it for numbing your pain? And I totally was because shopping, I had this huge uh, worthless wound almost, you know, that I am not mm-hmm. worthy enough because my story was that, um, you know, I was a girl, um, you know, born in a society where boys were celebrated and girls were mourned. Yeah. And that yeah. trauma um, has been with me throughout my life. So mm-hmm, I goodness. would make myself feel good with excessive shopping. And mm-hmm. like you said, it would immediately put me in a shame and a guilt spiral because I was spending so much uh, money and on things which I didn't even need until mm-hmm. I tackled that worthless wound. I, I on. I faced it, that was when I I could stop. I could put a break on a shopping. Do I still shop? Yes, I do. Mm. But do I excessively shop? No. So that is very, very important to have that distinction between that almost like that hit that you get when Mm. when you are addicted to something or, you know, it is you're doing it. Even in spite of the fact that you know that this is for my greater good right now,
1: yeah, it's beautiful. I'm I'm celebrating your breakthrough. Oh, I call those jailbreak okay. moments. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is so beautiful and it's so healing for you and your lineages. Yes. This is so so big. Just sending so much love and blessings through, through your lineages and all the women who, you know, have really laid the path for you to be where you are and be able to do this beautiful work and healing and have the opportunities now that they didn't have. So when we do this healing, I always, I always dedicate it to, um, to our ancestors. Yeah, including our mothers, right? Who have come before us?
0: Yeah, yeah. Talking about that, um, you know, we were talking about the intergenerational trauma a little bit. Um, there's a very interesting research that you talk about inside the book on a cherry blossom. And Mm -hmm. I had my recent cherry blossom moment where I Mm -hmm. uh, actually booked a really big package inside my business, Mm -hmm. um, my biggest one. And I immediately went into that, oh my God, like what's happening? Um, I I could, I could smell the cherry blossom. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh my goodness. I'm so
1: excited. And yes. um, Thank you so much for asking. The cherry cherry blossom study was one that really elegantly uh, summarized for me what it looks like, what it feels like in our systems to have PSD, that genetically transmitted trauma. In this study, researchers introduced the smell of cherry blossoms to mice, and simultaneously, they zapped their feet with mild electric shocks. Mm -hmm. Later, These mice were bred and their children and their grandchildren when exposed to the smell of cherry blossoms showed a strong fear and anxiety reaction. Okay, so that's how the neuroscientists saw that these experiences were genetically transmitted. Mm -hmm. And that is PSD. PSD is women fearing the smell of cherry blossoms. And what is cherry blossoms for us? Like you said, it's everything that puts us in touch with our power outside of the patriarchal confinement, be it making more money, being more visible, receiving more love, giving more love, um, shining more brightly with our gifts in the world, um, receiving that validation It's everything. It's everywhere. Even seeing our own unconditional beauty is is so, so um, shielded. Our own ability to see our unconditional beauty and worth and power is shielded from us by trauma defenses. I call them prison guards in my system.
0: Yes, yes, I love that. Uh, and, you know, I would even say, and you talk about that in the book, that even being in touch with our desires, and I love that you put it put out there that uh, I think maybe you'll be able to recall it better for me that a woman who is in touch with a desire is a very dangerous woman. and She's a very powerful yes. woman. Right? Yes. And I think you yeah. have a story about that inside your book about a sock drawer. Oh my
1: goodness! Oh, that that was the story of my own desire unraveling, and yeah, the the, the danger and disruptive nature cannot be cannot be overemphasized. Oh my! So, uh, in in my book, I have a chapter where I call um, that that I called um, a sock draw that ended my marriage and. It's 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 a story of desire, and there's a lot of grief in it, and there's a lot of triumph in it, right? So it's mm-hmm. all mixed together. And what happened was, I was in a women's program, women's uh, healing empowerment program, where the facilitator gave us a simple assignment mm-hmm. to start going through our uh, sock drawers, underwear mm-hmm. drawers, and uh, and getting rid of anything that is not in our pleasure. And when I went through my sock drawer, I recognized that pretty much I there was very little that was in my pleasure, yet I was holding on to all these socks, old um, mismatched socks that I hated putting on. They didn't feel good to my skin, but I was holding on to them. And I was tolerating them. And that exercise led me to the next step of what else am I tolerating in my life? Mm. And then what else am I tolerating in my life? It took me to, oh oh my goodness, I am tolerating the fact that in my practice, I, I don't schedule time between clients. I don't have time to I am sitting there for 14 freaking hours, back-to-back clients, helping people, doing the work I love, and I am exhausted and depleted, and I'm tolerating all that, and that and that kept taking me deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole, and... And I discovered that I was also deeply, I was tolerating so many things in my marriage. And truthfully, we both were. We both were. And not for the lack of trying years in marital therapy. Mm-hmm. And um, and we kept torturing each other because both of us were acting out our own traumas. We had no awareness. Yeah. 'Cause that's why I call this the invisible in the prison. Mm-hmm. It's not visible. And even though being in therapy, most therapists are not equipped to work with trauma. It's all talk therapy and it's and trauma lives in the body, traumas trauma lives in the nervous system. And Neither my husband nor I were equipped to look at our traumas, let alone heal them, and we just kept making each other miserable, right? We And again, not for the lack of trying, we were doing it all. and And so there came a moment of truth that... Our daughter was also growing up in an environment where she saw her mother as the dead woman walking with Mm -hmm. all of her light, her joy repressed and so much pain between us also repressed and the decision to separate was not an easy one it's never easy but it was the most compassionate thing we could Mm -hmm. do for each other for everybody involved and it was amicable and it was it it's that combination of beauty um is this Triumph, and there is grief, right mixed yeah. in together, and it led to a most beautiful unfolding yes. you know going forward and looking at where our daughter's life is right now it's it's really probably the most powerful metric that mm-hmm. she is growing up without restrictions on her joy, without yeah. restrictions on her full authentic expression and shine. And that is probably the biggest motivation for me behind this work is I want every woman to be a role model for my daughter.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful, Dr. Valerie. And it all started with just being in touch with your desire, which most of us, you know, this is a question that I ask the women that I work with, what do you want? How do you want to feel and this is the, the toughest answer if you ask them what what your niche is and you know what kind of offers do you want to create? They will have some idea, but they're almost you know they're, 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 they're silent when I ask them what is your desire what do you want to exactly. feel exactly. That is the most disruptive question. And our trauma
1: defenses know it. Those prison guards know it. That's why they protect us from knowing the answer. Mm -hmm. And when women come to you and they don't have that clarity, it's not because they don't know. It is because they do deep down inside. Mm -hmm. But, right, those answers are too, too disruptive. And I just want to clarify, right? Like from my story, had I had the tools of trauma healing, right? Early on in my marriage, it would have been a totally different story. Yeah. And that's another huge motivator behind this work. When we work with women now, we just added um, to our program with women, we added as a bonus, a program Mm -hmm. for men uh, who are their partners, because we are very clear that a woman will only go as far as as her relational container will allow yeah and there is so much subconscious Trauma on both sides, and men need healing too. And they need healing for themselves, and they need to understand what women are up against. And so that's why we also created a thriving circle for men. It will be a standalone program in the future. And right now, mm-hmm. we're starting with the partners of women we're already working with. Uh, and because we all need healing, right? This is how we create a, a change in the world.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the, um, you know, the steps that we take to breaking those invisible barriers, Mm. it it can never be done, right? And you talk about that in the book that it's your jailbreak, as you say, can you you talk a little bit about the jailbreak? Just, you know, it's just that... Uh, our listeners know what we are talking about absolutely
1: so referring to a psd and and other kinds of trauma as the invisible in the prison i call my system for healing it the jailbreak system Mm -hmm. and it has five steps that i describe in the book of course there is a lot that goes into each step but in essence in essence um the journey takes us from waking up in prison and meeting those prison guards, which we used to identify with our whole life. We thought those were character flaws, such as self-sabotage,
0: mm-hmm. or
1: what Gay Hendrix calls the upper limit problem. Yes. This is a trauma defense or, mm-hmm. or a cluster of trauma defenses. Yes. Yes. And they show up in the mind as stories. They show up in the body as anxiety and depression and mental fog, and lack of energy and trouble sleeping, restlessness, etc., etc. And uh and different inflammation and imbalances uh mm-hmm. hormonally, etc. And then in our actions and choices, they show up as well. And when we ah. identify them, when we meet these prison guards, we then evolve them to bodyguards. So we yes. use those same biological mechanisms to keep us safe as mm-hmm. we move toward our desires. Mm-hmm. And, and then we go into deep trauma healing. I call it uh, digging the tunnel. Yes. Finally, we emerge and we start mastering the game of how good can it get. Yes. And that phase of savoring freedom actually requires us to upgrade our nervous systems to the next level so that we're able to uh, make a lot of money, be in ever-expanding state, state of love, ecstasy, pleasure, fulfillment without burning out. Because what you were describing, uh, for example, right, like getting this uh, amazing uh, package, that amazing breakthrough, amazing uh, success in your business, and then feeling activated in the nervous system. I started to call this uh, a hit-and-run phenomenon where a woman <laughs> has, a, has a hit in her business, a success, and then and then... The fight, flight, freeze, activates, and and she runs, right? The system wants to run away and Mm self-sabotage. And it's nobody's fault. Mm -hmm. It it is simply a signal that we need to heal deeper and expand the nervous system, uh, expand our capacity to be with how good can it get. And that journey, as you pointed out, it's ongoing. I am on this journey every day, 90% of what I do is in the work. And then 10% is showing up.
0: Absolutely. I love that. Oh, thank you so much for this conversation, Dr. Valerie. Um, We couldn't have ended on a better note by you sharing that with us. Where can the listeners find you?
1: drvalerie.com. If you head over to drvalerie.com forward slash book, you can download the first chapter of my book, Patriarchy Stress Disorder, The Invisible in the Barrier to Women's Happiness and Fulfillment. And also there you can download the book resources, the practices, meditations that will help you start taking that information and taking it deeper into the level of the transformation. And of course, healing intergenerational trauma, healing collective trauma, it requires guidance and it requires a collective, it requires a community. And that's why we are offering community events. We're doing that them seasonally. And these are free to attend retreats The Thriving Experience, experience thethrivingexperience.com is where you can learn more about them Our next one is coming up in November Mm -hmm. and each one has a different theme. Uh, In our programs, we go into the reclamation and healing PSD around our relationship with money, Mm -hmm. our body relationship with the masculine and the feminine and visibility and mission in the world Mm -hmm. and our free events, experiences, the thriving experience. Also, they go through these seasonal themes. The one in November is going to be around the body and that's going to be deep, deep deep, deep, deep. They're they're all deep. They're all catalytic with women from all over the world witnessing each other as there is nothing wrong with us, nothing wrong with me, nothing wrong with you. We all grew up in different cultures under different circumstances and yet we all received very similar programming and conditioning and the event is an opportunity to experience that none of it is true and none of it is our fault and none of it is it signals that something is wrong with us on the contrary Um, and and so I hope I hope to yeah I hope that we'll get to play together live
0: yeah and we can we can all heal that together
1: Yes, that's, that's how we create healing, not only for our own lives, but for generations, for generations, for the whole world. Because when a woman gets on this healing journey, she changes her nervous system. She changes the story in her genetic expression. Mm-hmm. She changes how she shows up in her life, in her work in the world. And that is what is changing the world because she embodies this change. And that is the biggest, most leveraged move any one of us can make in the world that we're living in right now.
0: Absolutely. So the biggest thing that happened after reading your book, Dr. Valerie, was has been this, of course, the birth of this podcast. And I remember coming out of reading that book and processing that for a month and going live inside my Facebook group and telling all the women that the buck stops here. I, am, oh. I refuse to give this trauma to my children, to my grandchildren, mm. and my future generation. So thank you again for being here. Thank you so much for taking your time and talking to us. I absolutely love you and love your work. Mm. Um, everybody who's listening, get the book. It is going to change your life. Thank you, mm. Dr. Valerie.
1: I love you too, Deepshika. Thank you so much for your gorgeous presence, your being and what, who you are and what you
0: stand for in the world. Thank you. Wow, that conversation was incredible, wasn't it? I had to stop myself from saying, hell yeah, so many times. I hope you were doing the same wherever you're listening from. I would love to know what your favorite takeaway was. So share this episode on Instagram and tag me and Dr. Valerie Ren. Both of us are excited to hear from you your takeaway, your aha moment. I have included our Instagram accounts and all the amazing stuff that Dr. Valerie Rain is offering you inside the show notes. So grab it from there and go on sharing. And as always, if you have a story of how you've redefined how a woman. And buck the system, then DM me on Instagram. I look forward to hearing from you and sharing those stories on this podcast. Until next episode, take care and lots of love to you all. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to How to Women, Buck the System, Live Your Truth. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. And of course, your five-star reviews are always appreciated. Know someone who'd love this episode? Send it to them. Smashing the patriarchy takes volume and effort. Each of us counts. Thanks again, and I'll see you next Wednesday.